truth over feelings again. Remember here, we freely explore the beauty of our emotions, but are confronted with and challenged to embrace the truth over our feelings. I'm Sharena Brown, and this is my third episode. Um, this episode is really near and dear to my heart just because, um, listen, y'all, three is a good number. Jesus got up out the grave on the third day, and that is some great news. Good news, great news. And I have some good news today, too. On this third episode, I have my very first guest, and I think I'm more excited about this than I am my first episode. <clears throat> Um, so I've been thinking about like what I could do for this episode and when I thought about it I thought about my good friend This person is literally one of the funniest people that I know and he's super caring and a really just awesome man of God and He can sing his face off and he's one of the worship leaders at our church so um he, and when I tell you he's a worship leader at our church, like it's not just a regular worship leader at our church. Like he will usher us into the presence of God and I'll be at the church just bawling on my knees, crying. Um, so he is truly gifted by God. And um, I call him minister because he is so wise and we have these amazing conversations where we just kind of sit down, it goes deep. We laugh and it's a great time. And if you don't have a friend like him, then I'm so sorry for you. And I will be praying that you get one because he is just super dope. Um, and um, I could keep going so much more about him, but I don't want to be here all day. And I know he doesn't want that either. <laughs> so um, I want to just invite you to uh, meet my good friend, Odie. Let me just uh, hook us up so that we can both see each other. Hey. Hey. Hey, Serena. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. I just want to, before we continue, for the um, for the people out there. So my name is Adnaka Chianyang, which Serena, you know, uh, I think we discussed before whether she would try to say it or not. Uh, but yes, you can call me Odie. Lots of people call me Odie. I'm called Adi. Whatever you prefer, I will answer. But the name my mother gave me was Adnakachi. So, listen, <laughs> I think I told you this story before. Um, when we first met, I remember you told me this. And um, you were like, you prefer to be called Adnakachi. Did I say it good? Well, you, you asked me what I prefer to be called. And, I mean, my preference is to be called my name. But you were so committed to, like, getting my name. So, like, every time I saw you, you would, like, make an attempt to pronounce it. And to call it out, which I really appreciated, honestly. So, well, I would practice it. Like when we weren't together, I would practice it. I and, know, I know. And I, was I think you got it, though, Sharita. Go ahead and say, go ahead. I think you got it. Adnakachi. 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 I did not catch you. Perfect. Really? I did not catch you. Yes, you got it. I did not catch you. So I would practice this and um, I would ask Bibi, I was like, am I saying it right before oh, I would see you? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Come you on, Bibi, with the, with the assist. Listen, and I would practice it. And then one time, Sayama was over and she was uh, cooking something and you were about to come over and I said your name. And she was like, What did you say? 
And I was so embarrassed and hurt. And so ever since then, I just stopped trying because she shamed me into into I appreciate the effort. I do. I do. (laughs) This was like a long time I was trying this. (laughs) Thank you for your grace. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. I I 100%, trust me, I've been called a lot of things in my time in this country. So you were very close, if not on the nose. So we good. Well, I continue to extend the grace. I feel ter- terrible. I'm like, yeah, this is my good friend. You're like, why can't you say his name? That's, that's funny. That is funny. That's all um, well, I was thinking about this. We often have like conversations about music, and mm-hmm. one because you can sing so beautifully, and you know exactly. You're kind. Um, whereas the layman like me, I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, it's not the layman good. child. That's funny. <laughs> Um, and so I thought it would be neat for uh, us to just talk about music. But then when I checked in with you yesterday, you said, you know, you were having a little bit of a tough time. The week was a little bit rough, um, especially with what's been going on. Um, and that's with um, Ahmad. And yeah. so um, just been some heavy stuff. And yeah. I think maybe I'll split this up into different uh, podcasts. Um, episodes. So I just want to kind of, before we started talking about that, check in with you. But before we do that, I just want to always try to start off um, my podcast with prayer. So yeah. I'm going to pray and then um, I'm going to check in with you. All right, perfect. Dear Lord, uh, I love you so much, and I am just so grateful for the community that you've provided for me, Lord. I thank you for Odie taking the time to um, join me. Um, I feel privileged. I feel blessed that he would even consider um, spending time with me to do something like this and something that's even going public. Um, although my my little community in the, in the world is really small right now, um, I know it's a big step and I just appreciate um, the grace that he's extended me. I thank you for our friendship and I just uh, ask that you continue to shower him with your love and um, I praise you for the gifting that he is. I praise you for the man of God that you created him to be. I say you just bless our time together. Um, as always, I pray that it is um, glorifying to you and edifying to the kingdom. And we just lift you up, Lord, and anything that yeah. doesn't look like you in our conversation, I pray that yeah. you just eliminate that. And um, I bless the people that will listen to this. I pray that um, you just touch their hearts, Lord, and in some way a seed is planted and along the way it will be watered and ultimately that you grant the increase. Yeah. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Yeah. So tell me, um, what's been going on with you? Like, how have you been feeling since we've been on this stay at home order? Ah, the stay at home order. I think, I think it's been waves, you know, it's been waves, um, in the very beginning, uh, you know, even as there was indeed like the concern about exposure and potentially getting COVID-19, I feel like we were still learning a lot about the different ways you could get it, you know, what was the appropriate amount of caution? Is it 50 people being gathered? Is it 10 people being gathered? You know, can I go to a restaurant? Can I not? And then we got to working from home, you know, and at the time, like the conversations with like people at work and others, it's like, this might be a few weeks, four weeks. Um, The way that I work, I know myself. So I try to budget for more than that so that if it is longer, 
you know, I could, uh, I'm mentally prepared. So I was like, y'all saying four weeks, we might be at home for like eight weeks. I don't really see this turning around in four weeks. Um, so, you know, at that time you get home, even with everything going on, um, there's a degree of excitement and it's weird to use the word excitement, especially considering the loss of life and the suffering. But um, I think just the novelty of it, right? So the conversations everyone is having are, how am I going to use this time differently? You know, um, you know, where usually we tend to be moving, especially in this area, in, in the, the DMV area, incredibly fast paced, always having things to do. Um, this was a, a slowdown for a lot of us. Um, and barring, hoping, um, and praying uh, that as you move in caution that you don't end up getting this disease or that someone you love doesn't, you know, we're having conversations about, all right, there are things we can't control, like the fact that we're going to be at home a lot, we're spending a lot of time by ourselves, we have more time than we usually do, some of us, what can we do with that time? So with that, there is excitement. There's the, you know, all right, I'm going you know, to pick up this guitar that I purchased that is really turned into art into my apartment rather than something I play every day. Um, you know, let me, let me, I now have time. Let me do that. Um, you know, spend more time in the word, spend more time reading, spend more time praying, um, introduce some new rhythms into my life, break some bad habits. It was, it was a lot of that, um, you know, try and get healthy, you know? Um, so I, I had, um, you know, before you continue, before you continue, yeah. y'all, man, a guy has been losing weight, so he is looking, <laughs> looking great out here in these. Well, not in these streets, because not in these streets, but not at this time. <laughs> in the um, house, he is out here looking great in this house. So he, he ready. Go ahead. <laughs> well, thank God. No, honestly, um, I don't know. I guess this is going to be an experiment in transparency on camera publicly. But no, I had, I had been. Um, really struggling with my health for many years. Um, I was diagnosed as pre-diabetic by my doctor in a physical maybe four years ago. And um, I didn't like that. You know, I didn't like that. Um, I, I know people who, I've heard stories of people who struggle with diabetes and I was like really afraid of what it meant to um, cross over and go from being pre-diabetic to actually being diabetic. And needing drugs and assistance and help and the impact that could have on my health. You know, what was interesting even with COVID-19 is when they talk about some of the vulnerable populations and people with preconditions, one of those preconditions was being diabetic. Um, so even though I'd had a lot of um, false, you know, starts and, uh, you know, not always being able to maintain consistency in the pursuit of my health, this was one of those times when I was like, you know what, I'm home, I get to cook for myself. I get to be intentional about my schedule. Um, and uh, I'm an all or nothing type of dude. Uh, so sometimes a lot of this is the success I have seen or have not seen is because I either went all in or I wasn't able to go all in. So I just didn't do nothing at all. So in this period, it was really humbling myself to be like, you know, just start slow. Like start with, you know, what you can do with your diet, like try and take some walks, you know, just take your time and, and uh, prayerfully make progress. So I'm so thankful for what um, God has given me the grace to be able to do so far in my uh, health journey. And I pray by, by the power of God that I continue on and, um, and, and see more, more progress. So thank you for that nod. And that was probably a long answer to. <laughs> so. no, 
Well, that's, I mean, that's one how our conversations go, but that was really good. So like you said, excitement, um, and then you yeah. didn't really verbally say it, but like, um, I, it sounds like, you know, some fear there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Some fear. Um, I think the, the rest of that journey and that wave got to a point is like, okay, Lord, I am, when I find my, t- my in my time with the Lord, thanking him really for some of the privileges I know is a privilege that I have. Um, being able to have a job in this time, being able to work remotely, that is not, that is not everyone's uh, experience. Um, realizing how much of this is really exposing the economic disparity um, and even uh, institutional racism in this country uh, when it comes to how people are getting health care, who gets to work from home and who doesn't, who is the protected population, who has that privilege, like just wrestling with a lot of that. So in the same token that I am, you know, thanking God for um, the privileges that I have, I am thinking about the people who are not in that position. Um, you know, I'm thinking about my mom, who's a nurse, who's working and being exposed. I'm thinking about my dad, who has a job uh, where he is also exposed. You know, I'm thinking about my my family back home in Nigeria and and um, people I know back home in Nigeria for whom the idea of a quarantine or uh, social distancing when you subsist by what you exchange day to day in the market is um, like you're you're asking people to choose between hunger and potential starvation and not exposing themselves to coronavirus or or exposing others to it. Um, so I really, I think that really drove me to, to just prayer in, in the midst of that Thanksgiving, acknowledging and reminding myself of God's goodness, um, that he remains faithful, even with all, with everything that I'm seeing, um, you know, and that he cares. I think while he is good and while he is faithful, that there is not a loss of life. There is not a hardship that he takes pleasure in, you know? Um, and, uh, so just, just spending time with that. And, um, the next wave was actually having this thing get closer, meaning like, I now know people, or I remember Sharena, you share with me, you know, some folks in your family were praying for each other, praying for people that we know that either have coronavirus or have loved ones who have had coronavirus or who have lost loved ones to coronavirus. I had, um, you know, uh, a loss, uh, significant loss, um, uh, just with folks that I work work with who lost significant loved ones. And that kind of messed me up for a couple of days because I think for the first time I looked dead in the face at the possibility that I could really lose someone I love to this virus. Um, Let me ask you this then. So you kind of alluded to it and that like things, these feelings, these emotions driving you to prayer, um, like facing these concerns that you have and what emotions that come up. What do you do? Like, how have you been challenged? Um, in addition, if there's anything, is it just prayer or is there anything else that you've been, um, how have you been challenged to go to and embrace the truth of God over these and to combat these feelings of fear, concern, worry, um, whatever, all these emotions that you have, like what have you been doing? You kind of said prayer already, but. Yeah, some, some of them have been active. Some of them haven't been as active, but I know that God is active in all of these things. So that that is the blessing, um, you know, and all of the ways that we've been able to maintain some semblance of community in this time in church community, like, um, you know, our discipleship groups, our cohort groups, um, 
you know, just sending out a message saying, hey, this is, this is how I'm feeling right now. And that is actually what I did. Like when I felt overwhelmed, I messaged uh, my cohort group is a discipleship cohort in our church. And, and I was like, hey, this is what I'm feeling right now. This is what is happening. You know, I knew immediately that people were praying for me, reminding me of truth, spending time in prayer as well myself, you know, meditating on who God is in those times as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy. Like it doesn't mean that the rush of emotions didn't come over me, even in the midst of those prayers and those reminders. Um, there was still, uh, you know, feelings and emotions I was wrestling with at the time, but engaging in my mind with the truth at the same time. Mm. So speaking to, um, speaking to how I felt at the moment and hoping and believing and praying that um, at some point my feelings and my emotions would catch up mm. with the truth. Yeah. Um, that is, that is, that was the, that was the process, but, you know, I've learned over time, um, you know, there was a time when I just had the misconception that being a Christian and being a believer and walking in faith is, it's almost like having any type of an emotion is a sign of a lack of faith. And I've learned that that's not true actually at all. Um, that, that I can grieve, I can be sad, I can, um, experience some degree of 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 maybe worry fear anxiety but i can speak to those things and i can point truth at those things and fight my feelings with those things i don't think the expectation is because i'm a christian i will never be afraid you're talking about a virus that's killing how many i mean if you look at the numbers every day it is it is frightening um but i can i can meditate on and be reminded of a God who is in control, sovereign over all of it, and whose character is that of being good and who is merciful and just and wise. Mm-hmm. Um, the, these are the things that I have to um, encourage myself with um, and find myself over time feeling differently. But in the moment, I come to God with, with what I feel you know? Um, yeah. And that takes me to like one of my, um, you know, one of my favorite verses in Hebrews where it says, for do we not, we do not have a great high priest who's unable to sympathize with our weaknesses. Um, you know, uh, one who was tempted in every way that we, you know, uh, and, and, and just, I think that the tail end of that verse, even though I'm forgetting it, I should look it up. Um, but the, the point is that I can approach the throne of grace with confidence. Yes to receive mercy and help in my time of need. Yeah. And I be having times of need, y'all. So um, I am grateful for that verse and that reminder that I do not have to back away from, um, from God, but I can come to God as I am with my fears, with my temptations, with my concerns, and that I will receive help there. You know, come on, I have to figure it out before I get there. Listen, y'all, this is why I love having conversations with him because <laughs> it's so good. Um, yeah, that's so rich. Ooh, I love it. Um, when, when in this time, and I don't want to like beat a dead horse with it, but like, what is one thing that you've um, felt is the hardest to deal with for you personally? Mm, mm. And that's not negating like other people and what they're going through like no 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 absolutely absolutely no I think um 
I think it changes week to week. Mm. I would say right now, especially as we are in week eight or nine of some of us, you know, kind of being uh, quarantined and um, physical distancing, it is that I genuinely miss people. I miss people. And that is so trivial in comparison to a lot of the suffering and, um, and, and trials that people are facing and struggling with. But like, I, I miss my family. I want to give my mom a hug. I want to give my dad a hug. I want to give my siblings a hug. I want to give you a hug. I want to, you know, be with my, yeah, I want to be the Kimberell uh, Everlasting. <laughs> no, it's not Everlasting. Like, try me again, album cover. Hug. I want to, I want to, yeah, I just want to see, see my people, you know, um, and I live by myself. So uh, it's a lot of time spent. There's a lot of there's a lot of opportunity in that for God to use that time. Yeah. But I'm a I'm a social person. I started to think I became an introvert and a homebody over time. I remember that. Yeah, because I had transitioned. I used to be out here, and then I was like, over time, I'm like, you know, people be feeling like they are trying to drag me to come out to something, and that's the privilege of having too many options of things to do. Hello. Listen, now, and let's pause there because let me tell you. <laughs> We've had many conversations where I would invite him and he ain't got time for it. Or he'll like, I'm tired, y'all. I really try to end it, you know. I don't know if I got the energy. But then then you would say, like, well, but don't stop inviting me. And I'm like, excuse me. I won't stop inviting you, but I will let you, I will give you a fair warning when the invitations will stop. But go ahead. Thank you for thank you for your grace. Uh, and your mercy in our friendship and continuing to invite me to to things, you know. Um, but but no, it's crazy. Like all, all of that activity, some of it overwhelming and appropriately so. We should seek time to rest and mm-hmm. and and separate and um and all of that. Um, but now I just I just really long long for that. I miss I miss I miss church. I miss yeah i miss i miss people i miss family i miss friends i miss outings i miss i miss all of that you know i've i've been really erring on the side of extreme caution i have conversations with my siblings all the time but we joke about all of our different philosophies on this um and uh they just expect me to be extreme because i'm a bit risk averse uh but what that's look like is but you I, are I, extreme you already said that we see this all the time yeah I am no it's the facts it's the facts I am I am extreme I am indeed extreme in that way uh but yeah like the closest I came to really like seeing someone I went to go see one of my best friends uh from from college uh we became best friends uh, best friends in college but he uh he lives in the DC area he's from here um and uh, godfather to his to his daughter uh and his daughter is turning five so uh, you know, they wanted to do a party for her. You know, she has a lot of friends. She's well-loved. She loves so many people. And um, so they decided to do like a car parade, you know. So we were just going to drive by the front of their house uh, and honk our horn. And they were going to play music uh, and all of that. And and I was excited about that. At the same time, I could, I felt myself getting overwhelmed because at least when we're doing this, like the distance is clear, right? You're at home. I'm at my home. But it's another thing to see someone that I love, people that I love so much, so close and yet so far mm-hmm. in this time. And um, so I, you know, I pulled up late as um, 
I want I don't want to say usual, but I was late. Um, so I got to see them outside. But yeah, we kept some distance. We were all in masks. They were on the other side of their fence. And I saw them and I just, I really wanted to embrace them and embrace, um, you know, his daughter. And um, and yeah, so it, it, that, that was as good as it was going to get. It was a blessing to physically see, you know, my, my brother and, and friend, um, Langston and Jasmine, his wife. And, you know, but I, 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 and I just, yeah, I just really wanted to embrace them. So, you know, yeah, it's an interesting time. We're all going through it. It's not unique to me, but I would say that's, that's one of the things uh, that I really miss dearly is being able to interact with people socially in the way that we used to. Yeah. Know? Yeah, no, that is, that is tough. Um, and I mean, you've, you've talked about it already, but I don't know. It's just like you said, like, waiting on the Lord. I think in, I think a lot of times when we think of like waiting on the Lord, especially um, like in this season of our life, it's just like, okay, like when is the next career? When is the next yeah. uh, husband, wife? Like when, it, when yeah. we're gonna have kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like now it's like waiting on the Lord for this. I don't know. It's just like a, but then there's like, for me, this hope, this anticipation, mm. not in a, a somber way but it's like lord i know you are still good and the, the like you are fully in control despite yeah. all this grief that's yeah. happening around so yeah. yeah yeah that's good um well in the past uh the first two episodes that i did in this podcast i talked about purpose identity and idols and i have some questions about these let's, things let's go let's go <laughs> <laughs> So, um, one of the challenge questions I asked, um, I've, I've made up a name for anyone who watches this and I'm calling them feelers. So hopefully they receive that. <laughs> um, so one yeah. challenge question I asked the feelers are, uh, how have you maximized your intimacy with God during this period? And just a re just a brief recap, since you haven't watched the first episode yet, uh, <laughs> uh catch that shade there. Uh, <laughs> I usually catch all the shade, all of it. I missed, I missed that. I was in the midst of thinking about the question so much because you know I don't miss, I don't miss nothing. I don't miss I the shades. I don't miss a shadow. Child. I know I don't you miss, don't. I don't miss an overcast. I don't. <laughs> so you know when you get around oh, to man. it. Um, but I'll just do a brief summary for whenever. <laughs> um, I was just talking about like how the Lord revealed to me like this is. Um, the time now to be maximizing the intimacy because I was thinking like oh as soon as like now that things are I'm going to be staying at home like I'm going to have so much time for intimacy with God and then I was like man like I'm way more busier than I was when I was outside what is happening and it was just like a <laughs> It was just a realization and it was just like, um, I feel like he was just letting me know like, oh, you thought it was about this? Like you were making these excuses about all of these things and here we here we are now, you're inside. This isn't about um, mm. the time, this isn't about the uh, mm. where you are, but this is about mm. how you prioritize me. Mm. And I was like, okay, mm. I got it. <laughs> mm. And um, And there was this period where I was just like, checking off the list of reading and spending and praying and spending time it was just like something i felt like i was just doing because i was supposed to and mm. i felt the conviction of it and i was like god please like 
help me, like give me a hunger for you. Like replace yeah. this complacency, this legalism that's happening in my heart with this mm. like thirst for you. And mm. like, and when I asked, like I just started seeing that shift. Um, so tell me, how have you been maximizing intimacy with God during this? Period? Yeah, so um, there's the answer I wish I would be giving you, and then there's the answer. Um, so the answer, <laughs> the answer is like I said before, like at the beginning of this, there's that excitement, like you know, okay, we got this time, we're gonna slice this up, do all of this, and and I saw some consistency there uh, with time with the Lord, um, you know, and there's a slowdown. So like I, there are there are less competing seemingly competing priorities outside of work. Mm -hmm. I had a point where, you know, work started to encroach on much territory uh, of the rest of my time. And, uh, you know, and I found that like lacking uh, being intentional mm -hmm. and not just prioritizing, but protecting time mm -hmm. um, has proven to not be successful. Mm -hmm. uh, for me. So I have found, and I'm thankful for it because there's less activity. Um, I have more moments where I can just pick up spending time with the Lord and maximize that, which is sweet. Um, but you know, there are some questions before we even talk, started talking today, I have for myself with like, okay, when, how are you going to do that? How are you going to maximize that time? Which means I need to answer when, you know, when is that going to happen? You know, how am I going to protect and block that time? And, um, so it's, it's, I'm, I'm grateful uh, for the time, more time I have been able to have in the slowdown, but I definitely just, there's, there's a lot of opportunity and I want to be intentional about making more time. But so like, like I was telling you earlier, I was in a little bit of a funk and, um, you know, just going through, scrolling through Twitter. And I uh, came across a video of Jonathan McReynolds, like singing, you know, at Tyrese's house. Uh, and he was surprising his wife and it was a date night. And she had on like a blindfold and um, she was able to identify that it was Jonathan's voice without, he was just breathing into the mic and humming and at the beginning of a song. And he was surprised that like he would be identified in that way. I'm like, of course, bro, like your, your voice is like one of a kind, you know? So we, we definitely know when it's you, when you're humming, you know? Uh, so I went and I looked up the whole video and, and, you know, even as I was, it became prayerful for me, you know? Um, that I find space for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. Mm -hmm. I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my number one. So I will make room for you. I will prepare for two, you know. Um, and then just as some you don't feel that you can't live here, please live in me. I'm like, Lord, this is an opportune time. Um, even when I struggle with loneliness sometimes, just being here by myself, um, that I can, I can, find what it what it means to find absolute pleasure and satisfaction and fulfillment in the Lord. So I'm excited about continuing to spend time with God. Um, I am excited about this all ending too, uh, but it's definitely something that I look forward to. Yeah, I think those are, um, one, I really love that song. Um, love it. Love so good. It. It's so, um, 
it really makes you think you know what i mean yeah yeah um so thank yeah. you for that, that hey thank you so much for tuning in this time with me and truth over feelings i had my first guest interview it was so much fun uh, this is the first part of episode three i can't wait for you to see the second part uh, so stay tuned don't forget to like comment and subscribe see y'all next time